Welcome back to the show. My name is Michael Lynn, and this is the MongoDB Podcast. Today, we're exploring a powerful tool. It's making waves in the world of data migration. It's called the MongoDB Relational Migrator. Jesse Hall sat down with Tom Hollander, MongoDB's product lead for Relational Migrator, to talk about how it simplifies migrating your existing legacy relational databases to MongoDB's document model. Whether you're migrating from Oracle, SQL Server, MySQL, or PostgreSQL, the Relational Migrator ensures that your path to any Atlas or self-hosted MongoDB deployment is clear and straightforward. But it's not just about migration, and they discuss this. It's about transformation. They touch on how the Relational Migrator reimagines complex relational schemas into efficient MongoDB documents. It offers a really great visual interface for designing effective MongoDB schemas that consolidate numerous tables into fewer collections. But beyond the migration, they're also looking into application modernization. Tom shares his insights on how Relational Migrator assists with code generation. Whether you're writing code in Java, JavaScript, c And it even has a generative AI component that allows you to convert SQL queries into MongoDB query API syntax. So it's going to give you a significant head start on modernizing your applications. Make sure you're subscribed. Check the show notes for links to resources and documentation about the Relational Migrator. Leave us a comment and a rating. And if you enjoy the MongoDB podcast, share it with a friend. Stay tuned. My name is Tom Hollander. I am a product lead at MongoDB based out of Sydney. So here, well out of my time zone, but yeah. really excited to be here. Yeah, we were just talking about time zones and how difficult that is. So awesome. There were some amazing announcements, one of them regarding the Relational Migrator. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So Relational Migrator is what I spend most of my, my working hours on. So products very close to my heart. We have a whole engineering team over in Sydney that have been busily building it for a number of, it's over a year now. So this time last year at MongoDB World, we unveiled Preview. Very exciting, but that was the point where the product kind of worked just enough to demo. So fast forward a year, we've had a bunch of early adopter users, a bunch of feedback, build a bunch more features. And today we're really excited to announce that it is generally available so you can download and use it. That's amazing. So uh, for those who don't know, explain Relational Migrator to me like I'm five. Sure. <laughs> so there's a lot of databases uh, out there. So in, in fact, most large organizations will have kind of one of each or probably many of each. So we uh, love to be in a world where everything is MongoDB, but that's not the world that we live in. And there's a whole lot of databases, uh, particularly some that have been around for a very long time. So think Oracle and SQL Server. Mm-hmm. There's other relational databases, Postgres and MySQL that may be a little bit newer. But we say relational databases, this is the predominant form of databases that was designed in really the 1970s, mm-hmm. where everything is modeled into tables with columns and foreign keys and primary keys and, yeah. and things like that. So a lot of organizations have done a lot of applications with, with relational databases. They probably also had some experience with MongoDB. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people find the MongoDB experience is possibly better in a whole lot of ways yeah. in terms of, uh, of, of de- developer agility, in terms of cost, in terms of performance and scalability. Mm-hmm. So when you have existing workloads, some of those might not be fit for purpose on their relational database. Some of them might be fine mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. But if there's some that are causing pain, whether it's around how the cost of change, uh, performance or licensing cost. A lot, uh, people have been asking for a long time, how do I move those workloads to MongoDB? Mm. And unfortunately, the answer until really recently was, 
it's really hard, mm. not impossible, mm-hmm. but really hard. And if you dealt with dealing with a situation where, I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't talk to a five-year-old this way, but oh, ho- yeah, hopefully you're yeah, following yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, so when faced with like this application, it's not working very well, it's causing a bunch of pain, but moving is also going to be really painful. Mm-hmm. More often than not, people just put up with that that pain. They just say, look, let's just leave it. Let's just keep on renewing our Oracle licenses, even though we don't really want to. Yeah. We're trying to make, we're trying to give you another choice. We're trying to say, look, it is, it's not, it's, it's never going to be trivial, but we're going to lower the risk, um, make it as simple as possible. Yeah. Uh, take some of the, ch- the, the sort of, um, tricky challenges, yeah. uh, and make them far less tricky. Yeah. Talk about some of those challenges. Like, uh, what, what is it that the relational migrator really helps the uh, development teams do? So there's like a, a million sort of data integration tools, uh, mm. some of them very mature, some of them very good, that can move data from anywhere to anywhere. So you can move from like SQL Server to Snowflake or from Oracle to Postgres. Mm-hmm. And most of those things will let you move from somewhere to MongoDB as well. So you, there's plenty of tools that will let you take your data and move it from Oracle to MongoDB. Mm-hmm. But almost all those tools are really, they'll either just do like a straight pass through. So what's a table in Oracle will become a collection in MongoDB. And if you do that, basically what you've got is a a relational database in MongoDB. And MongoDB, great as it is, is actually a pretty terrible relational database. Mm -hmm. So if you model your data that way, you're not going to get the advantages that that MongoDB provides. So what you really want is to reimagine your schema. You want to take your fourth normal form data with all these foreign keys and 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 broken up into these little tables mm. and you want to go and create a small number of collections that consolidate that data have some level of denormalization and redundancy mm-hmm. have embedded arrays have embedded documents yes. so 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 is it yeah, these existing etl tools all of them will just do pass through some of them will allow you to like arbitrary scripted transformations but they're not really opinionated they don't really understand mm-hmm. what the difference between a relational schema and a mongodb schema is yeah. So the, the real secret source in Relational Migrator is uh, the, the fact that it will make it really easy to do those schema transformations. It'll actually reg- it'll look at your, analyze your relational database and will even suggest an initial MongoDB schema. Mm-hmm. That can take a lot of the guesswork, but there's not like one right way of doing MongoDB schema design. It does mm-hmm. depend on your workload and your query patterns. Yeah. So the tool gives you this beautiful visual interface where you can actually go and just define which tables go in which spots and which collections. You get this kind of live diagram preview. Nice. And that metadata is then used during the data replication part, which is the other big feature. Mm-hmm. So that will, in some ways, do what other tools do, but it does transform the data in flight right. so that when it lands, it's going to match what your design schema is going to look like. Nice. So it takes that relational data and puts it into MongoDB and I find that's a, a very common misconception that because MongoDB is considered a non-relational database that you can't have relationships in MongoDB, but it's a matter of storing it in the proper data model, the pro- proper schema. And it, like you said, if you translated the tables into collections, you're going to get really terrible performance. That's not the way MongoDB is yeah. meant to be. And so the relational migrator helps you translate those tables and, and all of the the way that they links into a schema that works well in MongoDB, right? Correct, yeah. And look, some people really incorrectly say that MongoDB is schemaless. Oh, uh, yeah. And we like really prefer the term flexible schema. Yes. So it is great that like if you design your schema in one way and then you realize that you forgot something or you want to do it differently, yeah. you can make some, you can evolve that schema without it being a massive pain like it is in a relational database. Right. 
But schema is super important. Mm -hmm. Figuring out what data goes where, making sure you get some consistency, making sure that you maximize performance so that when you query for a particular type of thing, mm -hmm. it also pulls its related things. So you don't need to do multiple multiple queries or joins as you might if the yeah. data was was either in multiple tables or multiple collections. Yeah. So so absolutely, yeah. You have a schema in MongoDB. You have mm -hmm. relationships, whether they're embedded relationships yep. in a single collection. Or cross-collection relationships are a thing as well. Yeah. And the tool will give you the option to figure out what the right schema is for your workload and then actually get your existing data and, and uh, morph it into that schema. Nice. That's amazing. So you talked about some use cases, but like, why would someone want to switch their application over to MongoDB? So... Yeah, it, it really, there's a variety of reasons and it comes down to the application is not, not meeting the, the, not meeting its requirements. Sometimes it is purely a business thing. Mm -hmm. So these licenses are really expensive and the auditor with his clipboard comes in and always makes us pay more every yeah. year and we just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Sometimes it is performance related. Mm -hmm. So relational databases were really designed only to scale up. Mm -hmm. So you can throw more hardware at them, which is expensive and also has a ceiling. And it becomes very difficult to squeeze extra performance and scalability yeah. beyond a certain point. Sometimes it's because well, the application is still being modified and changed and the cost of change is, is just very, very high. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the whole application is effectively being retired. So mm -hmm. this application did its job, it's gone into retirement, but the business problem still exists. Yeah. And this is possibly one of the most common situations because obviously moving database technologies and an existing application, people do do it and do succeed, but it is mm -hmm. a, a fairly drastic open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. But it's often like the, the whole, if often the whole application is, is really, it's a sad, tired architecture written in some programming language and framework that no one wants to maintain anymore. Right. So there becomes a point when it just makes sense to build a new version of the application. It will have a modern user interface. It will have mobile interfaces, it will have APIs. Mm -hmm. And a modern modern application needs a modern database. Yeah. So in that case, it is in some ways more of a new application development project, but the old data is still relevant. You can't yeah. say, oh, this system... going to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, this, this system went live on the 1st of June or whatever, and we, there is no data from anything that happened before then. That's right. usually not acceptable. Right. So in that case, it is a, it's, a, it's a data migration project into mm. effectively a new application. So we see all of these. It's not one right answer to why you do it. And again, not yeah. every application can or should be migrated. But in a large organization where there's hundreds or sometimes thousands of apps, uh, there's usually a number of them where some of this sort of current state pain exists and moving to yeah. MongoDB might be a great option. Yeah, for sure. What about the application code? Does, does that have to change? So yeah, that's, that's uh, a, a huge part of what we spend our, our days thinking about. So while it feels like a data problem and the things we've talked about today have been about schema and migration of the data, mm -hmm. but so, yeah, so say you have an application where the, where the, the data, the database has been moved from, from say Oracle to, to MongoDB, mm -hmm. that application will not work anymore because it's using an Oracle driver and Oracle queries. Yeah. So if it is like a, a rewrite or a replacement, it's not really a big deal. Like, yes, you have to write that code, but you expect it to do that anyway. Mm -hmm. But we do see situations where maybe some of the application is being rewritten, but some of it is fine. Like maybe the user interface is fine mm -hmm. and there's just a desire to rework the, the data access tier or, or, or it's being decomposed to microservices, but still some of the business logic is sound. So in that case, yeah, we definitely don't want to say that starting again is the only option. Mm -hmm. Today in the tool, we have a code generation feature, yeah. which seems like a strange thing to have in a data migration tool, but it's really for just this exact reason that, that the application will need to work with the new data. Yeah. And because we have a schema modeling experience, 
relational migrator knows what your new data model is going to look like. And mm. that's actually super useful in terms of helping you write new code. Yeah. So today in the tool, you can go to the code generation tab. You can choose what language you're working in and we support JavaScript's Java and it will generate some like useful code that you would have had to write anyway. So in like Pojo's in Java or Poco's in, mm. in, in C Sharp, you can generate mongoose schemas. So basically we know what all your collections are. We know what all the data types are going to be. Mm -hmm. We know what all the nested classes are. So yeah, that code was something you'll have to write anyway. We can now generate that code for you. Of course, it's not going to completely do everything for you, but it is going to save a whole lot of the effort and lower the risk profile of updating that application to yeah. use MongoDB. That's a huge time saver just uh, with, with the schema generation for sure. So is the, the tool ready for, for them to use? Well, they can download it today, but is it like production ready today? And so... Look, I'd say it is definitely production ready, but production ready for for some scenarios, mm -hmm. and there are some some things that we are still working on. Mm -hmm. So, it's, and it's been used. We've had over a billion rows of data migrated yeah. to MongoDB nice. even even before it's been generally available. That's just working with our early adopter customers. So, we're we're definitely confident that it is a real tool that you can use on real projects. Yeah. The the main sort of caveat that I'll put there is on the scale of of the migration. Mm. So today, when you install the tool, it runs on a like it's it's a nice simple installer. It runs on Windows, Mac, or Linux, so it's super easy to install. Yeah. But it runs in a single process on a single machine, okay. and it will run quite happily until it dies because <laughs> um, your computer rebooted or your mm. dog tripped over the cable or your network goes down or something. Mm. So that's not a super likely thing to happen if you're migrating data, but the data in the gigabytes range because yeah. the, the data migration will probably finish in a few hours. Mm -hmm. But when you start getting to the terabyte scale, that can become something that might take a much longer period of time and you right. might want some resiliency. Mm -hmm. Similarly, we have, I didn't mention this before, but we, we have two types of migration jobs. We can run either a snapshot job, which basically migrates all the data and then stops, mm -hmm. or we can run a continuous or CDC oh. job where it migrates all the data, but then it monitors the source system. Right. And as changes come through, it will then replay those changes in real time. That's handy. So that's super cool for like a zero downtime yeah. migration. Yeah. But some people want to do this for like a really long period of time mm. because like we have seven applications that are all reading the same data and we have to migrate them over the next two years, yeah. in which case you need to continuously replicate that data. Mm -hmm. So these scenarios are all very much in play, but we're working on a deployment model that actually integrates with Kafka nice. that will give us the resiliency. So that way, yeah, if the dog trips over the, yeah. the, the cable there, Kafka is inherently resilient. Yes. So the job will continue. Nice. So so that is something which is actually in preview for, for snapshot jobs and, and we're working on the CDC for Kafka. Mm -hmm. So those really large jobs or really long running jobs, we're mm -hmm. saying don't do those today. Mm -hmm. For the sub terabyte jobs or CDC jobs that will take hours or days, not weeks or months, right. uh, they're things that we're recommending you, you use the tool for today. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Well, what are some what are some features that are going to be coming soon? I know we just went GA, but there's probably some roadmap, right? Absolutely. So the Kafka stuff is is definitely a really mm -hmm. big part of it. So we know that like while probably most databases aren't enormous in scale, often the ones that are sort of the the most interesting to migrate because they have maybe performance or scalability issues, I do have a lot of data. Mm -hmm. So the the support for these large long running jobs is is definitely something that we're spending a lot of time mm -hmm. on. The other thing, so back to the what happens to the application code. So yeah. today in the product, we have the code generation. Super useful, saves a whole bunch of time, but it's still left to you as a developer to integrate that code into your application. Mm -hmm. And it won't handle things like store procedures or queries that might be valuable, but don't have a direct sort of equivalent in MongoDB. Mm -hmm. So what we are working on is to add code conversion 
to our code generation. So initially that will be focused on SQL queries and stored procedures. Nice. So if you have a whole bunch of say Oracle or SQL Server stored procedures, you can move those into app services or maybe your JavaScript backend or mm -hmm. your, your C Sharp backend. Mm -hmm. So you can make sure you don't lose that business logic and you can implement that in a, a way that's actually much more probably architecturally appropriate than stuffing all your business logic nice. um, into your into your database. Yeah. Um, and from there, we, we plan to incrementally see what else we can do around mm -hmm. doing other code assets. So it's going to be an AI-based feature, which is super yeah. cool. Um, AI is um, remarkably good at those kinds of problems, but we do want to take the time to make sure we can do a really good job. So when yeah. it spits out code, you have you can you have faith that it, that it is equivalent and it's going to work. Right. Yeah. I mean, a AI is is everywhere now, and so it's it's surprising when you see a tool that doesn't have it. So <laughs> as I think all tools are going to, I mean, AI is pretty pretty amazing. But again, you have to be very careful, right? You have to be very careful that when you implement it, that it's going to do what you asked it to do. And, yeah, look, some, and some uses of yeah. AI, like, yeah, it's the flavor of the month. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, like every product manager or exec is trying to figure out what it means. Right. Some things you're seeing are a little bit of a force fit. Let's just it use is. it because it it's is. there. Yeah. But but this is actually like, we, we were thinking hard about this co-conversion problem before this AI tsunami even hit. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, that's a really hard problem. Let's worry about it later. And let's uh, build these other things. And then suddenly when this is here, it's like, this is actually a great solution. Yeah. So we know that people migrating these complex legacy apps mm -hmm. have this problem. And it's fairly difficult to solve that using, say, classical development yeah. techniques. And AI is actually a really great thing to do to right. use for this. Right. And I'm sure most people with AI are concerned about security and whatnot. And so I'm sure that we'll be addressing all of those concerns loads, as well. Loads of things you have gonna, to look through. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking through them all. So yeah, we, we're confident we're going to come up with a, with a great feature in, a, in the future version of this tool. For sure. Awesome. Well, looking forward to that. Uh, be sure to download the Relational Migrator. There's a, a link to that is mongodb.link slash migrator. You can uh, follow that. The, the link should be coming up on the screen. And then try it out. Even uh, if you have a proof of concept, just go ahead and try it out. Give us some feedback and start thinking about how you can modernize your apps. Anything that we missed, anything last minute words that you want to add, Tom? No, just for, for the evaluation, you can actually use the tool even if you don't have a relational database. We have this sample schema. Oh, yeah. So if you install the tool, you can install it in, in seconds. Mm -hmm. It's got this really beautiful web interface with lovely diagrams. If you have a real database connected to that, if you just yeah. want to do some tie kicking, have a play with it, choose the sample schema option and you can understand what the power of the tool is. Thanks so much to Tom for joining Jesse at Dot Local New York City. As they mentioned, there are links in the show notes if you want to learn more about MongoDB Relational Migrator. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.